Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. China Perspective. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Chuan Tian with you. Time now to take a look at some uh, headlines coming out of China, including high level Ukraine peace talks hosted by Saudi Arabia, wrapping up over the weekend, yielding some progress in ending the war. Interestingly, the focus of attention also on one global power broker, and that is China. Mm. China says a two day meeting, which took place in the Gulf Kingdom's port sea city of Jeddah, helps to consolidate international consensus on finding a peaceful solution to the conflict. And the talks brought together more than 40 nations, including, of course, Ukraine, the United States, European nations, and the BRICS group of countries. So what can we make of China's attendance and its evolving position in this ongoing conflict? Let's find out more from Dr. Oh Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Uh, good afternoon, Dr. Oh. How are you? I am doing okay, busy with uh, observing politics in <laughs> Malaysia. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, but first, we want to talk about these peace talks, right? Uh, Saudi Arabia hosting it, held in Jeddah over the weekend. Um, China was the power broker. What, is, what are your initial thoughts of this? Well, number one, of course, uh, China would like to be firmly be a part of this uh, sort of uh, international effort to try to uh, bring an early end to the conflict in uh, Ukraine. And number two, of course, uh, China itself has increasingly warm relationship with the host country, Saudi Arabia. So on both fronts, I think China would like to play a more uh, proactive uh, role. Yeah. Now, China did put forward a, <clears throat> excuse me, 12 12-point peace proposal to to resolve the Ukraine crisis uh, earlier this year. Um, did they push on this one? Any progress on, on China's peace plan? Well, I think, uh, frankly speaking, both the Russian side as well as the Ukrainian side, uh, they were both a bit lukewarm about this uh, so-called uh, 12-point proposal. And that's uh, because, uh, well, at least from a Ukrainian perspective, it does not quite sort of bring back their lost territories. On the Russian perspective, I think they were looking forward to uh, consolidate their gains, their territorial gains, and which they felt that the proposal did not quite uh, allow them or address the, their concerns. So I think at this point, it still stands as well, proposals. You know, Dr. Oh, I, I believe heavily in, in packaging and marketing in how you want to make people perceive you, right? So over the weekend, I saw a movie starring Jason Statham. It's called The Meg 2. And in this movie, uh, no doubt the movie is financed by some Chinese companies. In this movie, it makes China look like they are the neutral party trying to end global warming, trying to stop climate change. You know, you look at the news pieces as well. Is this what China is trying to to showcase? Like, hey, we're, we're, the, we're, the, we're the middle guys here. We're neutral. And we're trying to make things work together. Oh, yeah, certainly. I think after their success in uh, restoring the diplomatic ties between Saudi Arabia and Iran, I think they are ready to undertake uh, more well, challenging uh, diplomatic tasks, uh, not the least uh, trying to uh, broker this peace deal mm. between uh, Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. All right, moving on, uh, Dr. O, let's talk about something also very significant here. For the first time in six years, the Chinese president will be meeting the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in October. We're closely looking here if Beijing can broker uh, closer ties between Israel and Saudi Arabia. 
Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, I think the U.S. was also trying to do so, namely to make Israel and uh, the Saudis uh, closer to each other and perhaps even formalizing their diplomatic ties. Mm -hmm. But the U.S. uh, has this limitation because, uh, well, the current U.S. administration is not exactly the friendliest uh, to the current Israeli uh, government. While China, on the other hand, uh, well, China has a long-standing neutral reputation when it comes to, you know, like the situating itself between Saudi and uh, Israel. Yeah. Mm. Dr. Oh, China plans to tackle internet addiction uh, versus Chinese big tech companies and its big esports ambitions. So uh, just for context, China plans to limit smartphone usage by children to two hours. If the guidelines are adopted as is expected, China will be introducing some of the world's most strictest regulations for children in the usage of smartphones. I wonder, though, there are some parents out there who wish they could do the same to their kids. (laughs) What do you think of this? Well, of course, we should not automatically equate, you know, e-sports with uh, e-addiction, ah, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But of course, uh, sometimes it's hard to draw a distinct line uh, between the two. And of course, China, on the one hand, I think is very anxious to, uh, to sort of develop this uh, so-called e-sport industry. On the other hand, it's also very concerned about a lot of kids spending too much time online. So I think how to draw a very fine line between the two would indeed be the challenge uh, putting forth these new regulations here. All right. We also know that uh, local governments around China are trying to develop this esport industry. How how will all of this, you know, moving forward for China? How will all of this kind of come together? If you want to develop an industry, but you also want to limit or mm. or prevent addiction mm. from young children. Yeah. I think I think that that's uh, indeed uh, the the challenge. Uh, after all, uh, those who are engaged in esports, they are more you know younger people than people of our age, right? So uh, how do you then balance between the two? Namely, to to uh, encourage, uh, shall we say, the healthy esporting mm-hmm. and uh, what is perceived as a not so healthy addiction. I, I, I think that uh, sort of balance uh, would indeed be closely watched upon by many in the, in the tech industry. Yeah. Mm. Dr. Oh, there are heightened tensions over a grounded Philippine warship from the second Thomas Shoal in the South China Sea. Why is this rusty warship involved in a South China Sea dispute? Well, because this is a sort of, as you call it, the second Thomas Shores, which, well, which is or which are, because, uh, well, it's a group of uh, islets, right, mm-hmm. of these uh, reefs and so on. They are very close to uh, the, the Philippine uh, coast, I think around 200, 300 miles or nautical miles and, and so on. So in order to uh, sort of uh, solidify their territorial claims, the Filipinos, they sort of sank an old warship there. And, of course, then you need to send supplies to uh, your Navy or, or naval personnel on, on this sunk warship. Okay. But uh, the Chinese side, they were blocking this uh, attempt. They used the uh, water cannons and so on to try to stop the Filipino supply ships. Mm-hmm. And the Filipinos, of course, are not very pleased about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is the symbolism of all of this? So why does it matter? Why should we care about this, uh, Doctor? Well, because it's a potential uh, flashpoint uh, between an emboldened Philippines, uh, you know, which belatedly uh, signed and uh, renewed many of its defense ties 
with the United States on the one hand, and of course an equally emboldened uh, China side, which has been very, shall we say, proactive in or assertive in uh, sort of uh, projecting its uh, naval power on what it perceives to be its uh, territorial claims. So if the two sides were to continue on this sort of, well, what, what we would call cat and mouse uh, mm-hmm. sort of chases, uh, then it could be potentially uh, yet another fresh point here. All right. We've been speaking with Dr. O. A. Sun, who is Senior Fellow at the Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Dr. O, as always, we appreciate your time. Take care and have a great Tuesday evening. Thank you very much indeed. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.